friends. Welcome to Miracle Soup. I went ahead and removed the previous episode from last week, the uh, microdosing episode. For those of you who got to hear it, um, I got some pretty good reviews from that episode. And I also um, took it down basically because... There's a risk for me putting that kind of information out there in a public setting. Um, I'm involved with some child custody court, you know, proceedings, if you will. And um, if it gets back, that kind of information, if I share it, it can be um, used against me. And as much as I want to share that information, because psilocybin microdosing is really been a wonderfully helpful tool in my life that I'm just straight up stoked to share straight up stoked to like promote and to um, help people like to do it right answer any questions people have it's just not something I can really platform right now because um, I don't want to put myself and my kids at risk it's a shame, but that's just the way the world works. There are those kinds of people out there. And we won't go into details. But um, I was asked recently, like, well, what do you do? Like, you know, talking about like those kinds of people. I'm talking about like, you know, people who we consider narcissists, people who we consider psychos, maybe like demonically possessed. I don't know. Mean people, right? People who've been really hurt. And just propagate that hurt and just are just locked in pain and just lash it out. What the flick do you do about that when they're in your head and they've implanted lies and they're affecting your life? And how do you go on? How do you navigate this kind of interference in your life? Okay, I was asked that by somebody and I responded with the Tonglen meditation practice. It's... It's like, that helps so much. Compassion. And it comes back to compassion. It's like compassion just in love. Love wins. Love wins game over. That's the, that's the phrase. Love always wins. What's the answer? Love. Love is the answer. Love is the way. What's the solution? Love. What's the way out of this uh, problem? Love. What's the way to deal with uh, really evil people? Love. Hatred has never ceased to continue. Hatred, but by love alone, is... Oh man, I don't... (laughs) I botched that quote so bad. Hatred never stops hatred, but by love alone, is hatred stopped? That's my paraphrase of what arguably could have been Buddha's most famous quote. I'll have to look that up, but yeah, it's someone's being a, a shit to you and you add more shit, then there's just a bigger pile of shit. It's simple physics, people. Simple physics. Someone's throwing shit at you. You just get out of the way and get some nice clean wipes and clean that shit up. Move on. Don't add more shit. Don't add more fuel to the fire of hatred. So the tongue-led meditation is really simple. 
you envision a golden light in your heart center that is very bright and very powerful, infinitely powerful. Okay? You just feel the presence of that love that is your true nature. It's not complicated. And you imagine that person who might have been causing you some problems, might have been acting out, lashing out, spreading lies and dissent and harm to you and or your loved ones. And this is a superpower. This is a superhero superpower that's available to us all. I feel honored to be able to disseminate this information to whoever is listening to Miracle Soup today. But you see this person and you breathe in. As you breathe in slowly, you imagine that there is a black smoke coming out of this person. And this black smoke is all of that person's pain, all their suffering, all their confusion, all of what it is that's causing them to want to hurt others and hurt themselves and be in misery and suffering. You pull out all their suffering, breathing it into your heart center, which is infinite love and infinite light. It is the love of creation itself. It is the love of source from whence all comes. And it effortlessly transforms this dark smoke into a light that you breathe back out to the person who is the object of this meditation. You do it a few times, and what it does, Chogim Trink Parimpeche says that this meditation, Tonglen, actually reverses the wheel of samsara. It actually has the power to reverse the wheel of samsara. What's the wheel of samsara, you might ask? The wheel of samsara is the cyclic nature of birth and death, and all the things that keep us in the cycle of cause and effect, of karma, of lashing out someone hurting them, karmically having that come back to us again, feeling that pain lashing out again, having it come back, having some beef with somebody so you do something shitty, and then that comes right back at you because the whole universe is a mirror. We're only getting what we put out. So it creates this cycle where we keep having to be reborn again and again to experience our karma. So until we finally get that love is the answer, love is the way, forgiveness is the way, course of miracles, Buddhist teachings, message of Christ, do unto others as you would do unto you, because you can only do unto you until we get the message that there is only one of us here. Divide it up into all these different forms. So reversing the wheel of samsara is done with Tonglen because you are instead, it's like the, the reversal is that instead of lashing back out of that person, you're just, you're inviting it. You're like consuming it. You're bringing it into you, into you as love. And then returning that animosity and that hatred with blessings with love and it's super powerful and super helpful and I'd have to say that it works every time <clears throat> every time it's a superpower that can be cultivated so that you go less and less 
there's less and less time in between when you can snap out of your reactive thinking, your ego-based, maybe like reptilian thinking of how you want to revenge something or, or get back at that person or whatever it is. The more you practice, the, the quicker, the smaller that time lag becomes until it's like automatic. And no, I'm not there, but I'm still cultivating my superpower. It's an important one. And um, so that's Tonglen meditation. And that's, what I an- that's how I answer it. And that's really another form of, um, what's it called? Loving kindness or metta. I mean, these are powerful things. And, and, and I love this superhero analogy because we're just geared. We're just like, as a population, as a species, we're just enamored with super, superpowers and superheroes. I mean, even before X-Men and DC Comics and Marvel, before that, it's been going on forever. I mean, look at the Ramayana. It was written like thousands of years ago. And, and the Bhagavad Gita and all of the different pantheons of all these different deities from all sorts of different cultures. They're essentially superheroes, right? Like if you look at uh, the, especially like the Hindu mythologies, like they've got Hanuman, who's like this ripped, bulging, like nearly incredible Hulk-sized monkey god who's the god of devotion. And he's just able to, you know, serve the Lord with, with such superhero poweredness that's just the whole like Hindu scriptures is like a like a comic book in a sense like a superhero comic book Lord Rama coming down so Buddha in my mind was total superhero total superhero what that guy was able to do and how his superpowers are still like getting disseminated disseminated to so many people oh so i'm chilling in my hammock right now and i'm looking up and there is a tree that is starting to die a big old ponderosa pine is gonna have to come down probably in the next year or so that's gonna be interesting i just had a great friend come and visit from berkeley uh yeah steve one of the great fans of miracle soup and his kids darwin and lyle and one of the things that um, i got turned on to was something called the three-hour hammock challenge which really planted a seed for me the three-hour hammock challenge essentially is you are you take up the challenge to be in a hammock for three hours now the hardcore hammock challenge is it's in the woods camping far away from civilization and you set up your hammock and it's just you in the hammock there is nothing else you can't have anything else you just sit with yourself in a hammock forcing yourself to do nothing now i think that's a bit extreme personally so my hammock challenge which i think i'm going to um experiment with is the hammock challenge where three hours in a hammock anywhere but you cannot use Wi-Fi. You can't use internet connection, and you can't. Uh, and, and you can have books, journals, books. You can have water, but you can't have food. 
So you just are basically forced, forcing yourself to chill out in a hammock for three hours. And um, that's an experiment. And my hypothesis is that it would be very ben- beneficial for mental health to just force yourself to just chill the flick out for three hours in a hammock and do nothing but what you're enjoying to do. Read, chill, daydream. You can listen to audiobooks. You can listen to podcasts. But you can't watch TV. So I think that'd be pretty sweet. I am currently recording this podcast in a hammock right now. It's been really tough to do this podcast because I've started it and stopped it so many times. And I don't even know, like, at this point, I don't even know, like, what I said in this specific recording or what I said in a past one that I deleted. So I have a feeling like some things could get repeated, which isn't really all that great of an idea. But it basically comes down to the fact that, yeah, once again, the consistency of creating and having the balls, if you will, to put something out there that you might not think is very good. And what's helpful with that is the amount of content that I've listened to, which basically isn't very polished, isn't very, um, even that captivating, but I still enjoy it. One of my friends who I really enjoy, um, who, who kind of podcasts like this, there's two of them in particular. One is, uh, this dude named Hamish Patterson or Peterson. He's also known as the illusion and he's got a podcast, um, uh, I don't even know what it's called, but he's also got a YouTube channel. And his kind of thing is like doing these off, off the cuff kind of, let's see, what's his name? I'm looking for his, uh, shows. It's called the high frequency tribe. And he, he kind of just rolls like this. It's like very informal. And his thing is consistency, and a lot of times the podcasts really aren't that intriguing or that polished, but I always just enjoy his weekly thing, you know, I just, I enjoy hearing his voice and his insights, and he's he's really doing a good job of just, like, documenting the journey of being a single dad, doing the homesteading thing down in, uh, uh, like, outside of Bakersfield around Kern River. He's got, like, a homestead, and he homeschools his kids, and, you know does a sobriety thing and, and does AA and uh, just kind of like documents the journey of being a, being a dad and trying to be like a responsible, you know, awake, healthy uh, human being on this time and just like commenting on the trials and tribulations and the things that work for him to get through it. And I, I think that's really, that's really neat, a really neat format. And the other guy who does that, who I enjoy following is named Jarrett. What's Jarrett's name? His podcast is The Soul of Jarrett. Soul of Jarrett. And he's really a super spokesman for the mushroom. I think I mentioned him earlier in this podcast if it wasn't one that got um, deleted. See, I'm telling you, it's all all kind of confusion right now. So, and he's pretty consistent. And he just sort of also documents his journey and does it in a really interesting way. I think there's... um, there's a lot to be said about how people live their lives different and what kind of insights they have. It's like we can have friends that are all around the world and doing all kinds of different things and have access to just like a little snippet of their time 
uh, every week if if that's their consistent choice to create a podcast. And so that's sort of where I'm coming from. Even though I don't feel like making a podcast at all, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about or what I'm talking about. But just showing up is what I feel like I owe myself and I owe my dear listeners who have um, invested their time in in tuning into uh, the Miracle Suit because that is really something powerful, the idea of investing time and in time as a resource. We only have 24 hours in a day. Um, we're awake, you know, whatever, like 16, 17 hours of it, or if you're like me, like 20 hours of it. But um, we have so much time and then time kind of com- seems to compress as you get older. So it kind of goes by faster. It's more and more precious. And it is freaking precious. Like, it irritates me to no end to be wasting my time doing something I don't want to do. So in that regard, um, tuning into a podcast, I choose mine very carefully. And even though I choose them very carefully, I'm always listening for uh, the feeling. I'm listening for the vibe of how it feels to connect with this person's voice and this person's message. And um, so it doesn't even have to be very polished for me is what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm hoping that's the case with with Miracle Soup, that the consistency of creating something consistently will will be more benefit than trying to want it to be uh, or, or trying to make every podcast like this really polished, uh, intriguing, massively beneficial, info-packed, like, epic work, you know? It's just not, it's not realistic. I'd rather... I, I love this idea. G- Gary V kind of really coined that. It's like the the power of creating content that's just that's documenting your journey, documenting your own remarkable, unique. Um, I want to say genius infused because I do believe that we're all geniuses, and all it takes to uh, access your genius is to express it. We can be podcasting geniuses. We can be gardening geniuses. We can be pot growing geniuses. I don't even like saying pot. I'm going to correct myself. I apologize. Santa Maria cannabis growing geniuses. We can be musical geniuses, writing geniuses, all kinds of geniuses. And um, it just, but you can't, but you can't be a genius unless you're sharing it is a thing. That's kind of like the, that's the clincher right there. You, you can have all the genius that we all have bottled up but unless you like act on it and express it and share it it doesn't actually like become genius it's like it's like having that epoxy right i just ordered a couple bottles of epoxy for my woodwork and you have two bottles one bottle is the activator and one bottle is like the actual epoxy i guess so you can have like you so you basically it's two to one ratio you pour two parts of solution a and solution b is the activator and you one part of that so you par- you pour like say your your two cups of solution a that's your that's your genius that's like your um potential genius that you've had since you were born it's like part of your genetic code is your genius but until you pour in solution b the activator to and you mix it up and you activate it then the epoxy just stays liquid substance that just stinks and doesn't do anything but once you pour the activator in it it begins to harden and you can create all kinds of art and all kinds of whatever you want to do with the epoxy like boats or 
works of art, furniture, orgone activator things. Um, you know, whatever you do with epoxy, epoxy is used for a million things. So it's, that's a great analogy. I hope you all remember that epoxy genius. We're all geniuses. We've got to add the activator and the activator is action and expressing the genius. I got that, um, this genius talk, which is coming through right now is, is inspired by a book I'm reading right now by a guy named Jim Quick, K-W-I-K. The name of the book is Limitless. Ha, 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 ha. Highly recommend this book. It's a game changer. I picked it up at the library last week. Um, it was like, it was like a hundred degrees or something, just brutally, brutally hot. And I was working and decided since I'm self-employed, I have this um, ability to just like call the day if it's too crazy to work in. And I was like, this is just not happening. I got, I'm like overheating here. So I went to the library where it's nice and cool and air conditioned and, and quiet. And there were no kids there to bug me, even though I love when kids bug me because I love being a dad and I love kids and I love serving them. But sometimes it's pretty nice to not be harassed. I mean, um, wanting your attention, wanting attention of, <laughs> that makes sense. Wanting of attention, being wanted of the attention. Okay. Going to go ahead and just keep talking. Just like what I just said made total sense because, um, I'm sure the meaning is coming through, but back to the library. I was in the library and I had two hours. I got this book. I just sat there with, I put some earbuds in with the lo-fi Japanese uh, beats, which always like helps me study and think and chill. And I was reading this book, Limitless, and it's all about how limiting beliefs are keeping us living small. And we all geniuses. There's different kinds of geniuses, but we all are born and designed as geniuses. Like it's in all of us. And um, once we get out of the way, we can start activating it. Once we start sharing it, once we get the limiting beliefs out of the way, like for example, I have nothing to say. I have nothing worth saying. I have nothing worth writing about. I have nothing worth painting. It's not worth it. What's the payoff? You know, all these kinds of like limiting beliefs or I can't, I'm not good enough. Other people can do that, but I can't. I mean, just like, so many. And, and once you start to see, see that, like in my case, once I start to, I'm reading this book and I'm starting to really see, man, it's like an army of negative beliefs, like trying to keep chains on this energy of genius. And what would happen? Okay. What would happen in just my life, in Christoph's life, if those limiting beliefs were dissolved and let go of like what could come through oh my god more podcasts and more um <clears throat> more cool pieces of woodwork and more interactions with people and more trips and just a brighter life and then i think well cool and what would happen if more and more of the population of the planet started shedding their limit limiting beliefs 
like, holy shit, the whole world would start getting brighter and brighter. Everything would get brighter. Life would become more rich and dynamic. It would be a more rad place. It would be a higher frequency on the planet. Like, you can, like, imagine that. Like, communities of people who don't let limiting beliefs stop them from doing awesome stuff. Whoa. Dude, I was at, I was at my job site yesterday. And my good friend Paoli, she freaking called me on my shit so hardcore. We were talking about uh, where to send the kids to school. You know, the vaccine thing is a real issue in California. It's mandatory and it's just bullshit, if you ask me. Fear-based, not scientifically backed. It's just a strange agenda. I don't really want to entertain the whole reasons behind it and go down that black hole right now because it's deep and vast and frustrating but I'm not happy about getting my kids vaccinated but I do want them to go to school I think it's I think it's a good experience you know maybe not but I, I just I don't have another option right now and so but but that's kind of what I was saying I was like I don't have another option and she suggested this other school and I was like yeah but I don't have that money and she, she just looked at me with these blue eyes and she's like, can, can we agree on something right now, Christoph? Can we agree on something? Can we agree that money will show up in your life for whatever need there is and that you are fully capable of attracting all the money that you need for the things that you need to do for you and your family? And I'm like... Oh, dude, thank you. And I was feeling tail behind my, between my legs kind of, kind of vibe feeling like, Ooh, she just called me on my ego shit. And then I noticed all this resistance. I was like in my head, I was thinking, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but how? And she's like, the how is not up to you. The how is not up to you. It's a limiting belief because that's limiting. That's cancellation of the dream. Oh, I would love to send my kid to a school that doesn't require vaccines, but limiting belief A, I don't have enough money. And if I did have enough money, I don't know if I could get enough money. I don't know how I'd get it. And she's like, that's not up to the how is not up to you. And I, I do agree. Gosh, I mean, everyone talks about that, right? All those manifestation teachers say the how is not up to us. And Abraham Hicks, it's like our job is to lock in on the frequency and the vision of what we want to create. And the how is up to the universe. The how is like where things start showing up. One example and one example of this before I get off the hammock here, because I have a friend to meet this afternoon is um, one example of that. Okay, check it out. I was like, I'm thinking like, okay, I'd really, you know, I got this like construction thing going on. I got some rental properties here, you know, on, on the land. So I got some streams of income, a couple of streams of income. And then, yeah, now and again, I'll make a, a piece, um, a wooden engraving and, and like make a little bit of money on that, you know. So there's a little income there when I'm on it. But I'm, I'm kind of like really calling in some other income streams. And then my buddy came, Steve, came. And he, 
you know, this, this intention is really clear in my head for a while. And I'm like, okay, more income streams. What can I do? Like little side hustles that are enjoyable and meaningful. And like, you know, it's not like FBA, Amazon sales or like whatever, but something that's actually hands-on and something that's actually tangible for me and my reality. Like what's some other kind of like income streams? So my buddy comes, he goes camping up in Lake Spalding, about 45 minutes from where I live. And he comes back and he's telling me about his trip. And he's showing me these pictures. He's like, dude, when we were up there, there's all these beautiful trees, like these bonsais just growing natural all over the forest, like thousands of them, right? And then he said, you know, have you ever heard, Christoph, have you ever heard of Yamadori. I was like, no, what's Yamadori? He's like, Yamadori is a Japanese art of bonsai collecting, gathering bonsais from nature. And he said, you could, you like these trees, if you, if you can get them in a pot in the right way, the right time of year, so that they actually like survive and grow and you're doing it right. You know, these bonsais, they sell somewhere upwards of a thousand dollars. And so then his little kid, Lyle, was like, oh, my God. So if you sold 100 of them, you'd have $100,000. And we're like, huh. And I'm like, huh. And wow. I mean, so that's what I'm, what, what, what I'm telling the story about is the how is not up to you. You know, I'm wanting to create some more money. Okay, so my job is to imagine a side hustle, imagine the feeling of having my hands doing something about having making some more money and the things that I'm going to be able to do with that extra cash, you know, like going on trips or whatever it is, or having some more money to fix my house, to paint my porch that's like peeling all around me right now as I'm hanging out in my hammock. But the uh, Yamadori, and, and, and so, so I wasn't like, tripping like what am I gonna do what am I gonna do I was like yeah that'd be really cool and then it just comes from the universe comes from my friend Steve and he's like Yamadori bonsais this is where we were right there by Lake Spalding you could if you and if you gather him and he was even telling me how to do it uh burlap sack you go the right time of year da 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 then he sends me a link on my text how to do it and um I can't help but say to the universe, thank you. Like, wow, I'm going to acknowledge that. I'm going to acknowledge that I put an intention out and here is some opportunity or at least a thread, right? That's come back to me and now it's my job to act. And that's a pretty cool thing to act on because that means I get to go up into the wilderness, into the nature. And, um, And collect some bonsais and be in nature and like appreciate this beauty. Yeah. This 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 website he gave me has got a whole. It's like a whole guide to Yamadori, man. He gave me the most comprehensive freaking Yamadori. Oh my god, that's gonna be a whole other episode on Yamadori. It's so sweet. I'm stoked. Maybe I'll go there today. But I think the collection time is in the fall. It's so hot right now, it could really damage the roots of the trees. Yeah. Oh. I dug up a division in August 03. 
scheduled in August. Friends, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Miracle Soup. If you haven't already um, checked me out on Instagram, please do so. I'm at alchemy, alchemy ninja, alchemy, that's alchemy underscore ninja. And um, there you can find all kinds of photos of my art that I'm creating, all the different um, laser carvings and wood burnings that I create. Um, and if you have a resonant appreciation of any of those, please consider supporting um, my work and this podcast with a purchase. You can do that on um, Etsy, which uh, the link for the Etsy store is in the show notes. But also you can just direct message me on Instagram, which is the best way. Also to leave comments, um, this kind of thing, direct message on Instagram is just going to be easiest. Of course, there is uh, email and I'll leave, and my uh, email is separate in the show notes as well. So that's my commercial. Um, check out the stuff I make. And if you like it and you want some of it in your home, let me know. I'm really on a kicker right now with... Um, yantras with sacred geometries and using them in ways that uplift the environment so that's that kind of little piece of business and um, other than that stay cool out there it's summer drink plenty of hydrating um, liquids and remember if there's any takeaways from today's episode remember that you are a freaking genius you're a superhero you really are this is not just like feel good pump up your ego kind of thinking like we're we are superheroes we have so much potential and the people who are doing amazing things don't have anything that we don't um the more that you cultivate your super powers and apply them into the world, the more you will empower other people to cultivate their own superpowers. And I believe this is how the world's going to change. I mean, it's not going to change with like new rules and legisla- legislation and new laws put in place. It's, it's not going to change with the aliens coming down from Alpha Centauri and beaming us with like high frequency laser beams it's happening as we activate as we let go of the beliefs that have been holding us back and start to live more full and radiant lives of our choosing using our intention and our attention to laser beam focus the kind of life that is just more fulfilling and wherever you are right now You've already done this a lot because if you think back 10 or 20 years, you're probably in a place that was not as cool as where you are now. So stay positive. Thank you for listening. And um, yeah, it's kind of cool to make this podcast. I had no idea what I was going to talk about. And it actually, I'm, I'm happy that um, I got to share this with you Um three-hour hammock challenge. I'll be probably posting more about that and also um, superpowers, genius superpowers, transforming the world, creating a better future for our children and for our loved ones. You all know the rap. That's what we're here for. Love is our purpose. Happiness is our function. 
And we deserve, we deserve to live the best that we can. I love you all so much. Om Namah Shivaya.